Are you ready to scale your business in a way that's aligned with your soul and profitable? I'm Casey Rossi, a business and leadership coach. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 30 years and love business. I help conscious leaders increase their impact and optimize their lives. Join me each week for tips and deep conversations on cultivating confidence, increasing your visibility, elevating your vibration, and leading with purpose without burning out. Let's go. My guest today is Allison Scammell. Allison is a master intuitive coach, psychic medium, and energy healer. Her mission is to help soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs to upgrade their energy frequency to gain unstoppable momentum. As the founder of Soul Guide Academy, Allison has helped thousands of leaders and lightworkers to earn more, serve more, and grow spiritually along the way. She regularly shares priceless wisdom and insight on Soul Guide Radio, a podcast for soul-guided influencers ready to unlock massive soul-aligned success. Yes, yes, and yes. And I actually will be a guest on Soul Guide Radio, so I will make sure to update these show notes when that show episode goes live. So Alice and I have a tremendous amount in common. I loved both of our conversations. I know that you are going to absolutely adore this particular episode, it's not only filled with inspiration, which is really one of um, the aims of every episode, but also a very practical five-step process to recognize and release your own trauma block. So stick around till the end of the episode. You don't want to miss that really tactical, practical way that you can really become your own intuitive self-coach and clear out these blocks that are holding you back. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. Hey, Allison, welcome to the show. Hi, Casey. I'm so excited to be here. I'm really excited to be here with you as well. I know we have a lot of similarities and I'm excited to deep dive all things soul purpose spiritual alignment, and really light leadership. Uh, Some of my very favorite topics, and I know this is what you help your clients with. So I would first love to hear your thoughts on this space in general, because what I've experienced is that this space is growing, both growing with light leaders and with people interested in learning how to become soul aligned, find their deep purpose, and really work from a space that's really more in the worship arena, like like having their work become their worship and be integrated. Why do you think we're seeing that? Um, and, And actually, maybe are you seeing that first? And if you are, why do you think that that's on the rise, both in, in leadership and an interest in that? Yeah, so that's such a good question. I definitely 100% see it. It's very interesting for years now, my focus has been helping spiritual entrepreneurs or soul-guided entrepreneurs. That's been my real focus in my coaching and in my healing work. And I've been called to keep that niche and add and add a niche just for light workers, just for people who want to understand their spiritual gifts, understand their soul journey, soul contract, soul purpose, and do the healing and, and do all that stuff. And it, I'm mentioning that because I have about 
four or five peers who I consult with from time to time who are all going through the exact same journey. And some of them are saying, I'm gonna drop the business and I'm just gonna be working with light workers. Um, I'm not gonna be dropping the business stuff, but I am adding a whole second audience that relate to one another. Uh, but it was just, it's fascinating to me how they're all saying, I'm going through this journey and I, I don't want, really wanna be working on business stuff anymore. I wanna really be helping people with their spiritual journey. And in addition, I like to meet with my astrologer a couple times a year. I do beginning of the year and around my birthday. And I'm mentioning this because she said, uh, when she, and I am not an astrologer, so I'm not gonna get all like the astrological terminology just right. But the point is we are now in a time and she's, we're, we're recording this in April, 2022. And she said, especially right now, like really in these weeks ahead, there is going to be a bump up, if you will, of a hunger for more information in the collective about our spiritual journey. And we've been seeing this for the last couple of years, but we're, we're about to get like a bump up. And I just think, my, why, why? I think that we're ready for it. The collective's ready for it. And why are we ready for it? Ultimately, is because it gives us relief. It gives us relief. And I think more and more in people, when they align to their soul journey and they plug into the spiritual realm and they get guided by their soul, it's relieving. And I don't care how rational brain you are, when you start to taste that relief, you want a little more of it. Absolutely. And so that's, yeah, some of my reflections as to why we're here. I love that. And I couldn't agree more. And I, for one, am ready for that bump up. What excites you the most when you think about the collective getting excited about this and contributing their energy um, towards higher consciousness, towards true purpose? Gosh, you know, I, I think that I get excited about this concept that a lot of spiritual teachers talk about, the new earth, the ascension, the, um, uh, the golden age, the age of Aquarius, however you want to talk about it and using that word bump up where we're going to receive, you know, and are receiving a collective bump up in our consciousness and our, our, our energetic vibrational resonance. And so what that means is that our energy bodies will have the ability to vibrate at higher and higher frequencies. So we'll be able to connect to the spiritual realm uh, in more powerful and amazing ways. So we can get the downloads, we can get the understanding. And in doing so, we are saying goodbye in some ways to some of those low vibrational frequencies of that's very sort of third dimensional, you might have heard people call, where we feel very trapped in our bodies, trapped in our pain, trapped in our stories, feeling like we're separate, that um, there are haves and have nots. And some people are meant for wealth and health and success while others aren't. And we've definitely lived in a system that's perpetuated those myths. And they've kind of, we live in a system that tries to create haves and have nots. And what we're moving to is a crumbling of those systems. And we're already seeing it happen. So we can set up systems where everybody thrives. And that's where spiritual leadership is so, so critical to help leave the, lead this movement of new systems, new structures that bring us together, that enable us to see we're not separate, 
that enable us, everybody who's awake and choosing this can thrive, can plug into this. Everybody's a have. Yeah, I love that. And I can really feel your passion, which is exciting. Um, I do want to rewind for a minute. If a listener has maybe heard that term third dimensional talked about, but never really defined, how would you define it? Good question. So many spiritual teachers, and again, like spirituality, there's no one manual. And if anybody ever says there is, I would question that person. <laughs> and people can relate to what's happening in, in the spiritual realm or in quant the quantum field differently. But how I understand it and how many of the teachers I look up to it explain is that the universe has different dimensions. So our experience has different dimensions. And the higher up the dimension, the higher you are like basically the higher your access is to like the highest, highest consciousness. And they say, you know, many spiritual teachers and um, what I understand is that there's 12 dimensions and we spend most of our waking time in human experience in the third dimension. That's when we're in it, like we're really in our body. We're really in our, in our human suits, as I like to say, we, we feel really separated like I am here and you are there and we are two separated human bodies. And it's really that we really have our human experience in the third dimension. Mm -hmm. The second and first dimension are super low vibrational where um, some people describe it after you cross over, if you've had a really difficult lifetime with a lot of trauma, you can actually go down into a second and first a dimension for a little bit just to you know receive whatever you need to receive there and then you come back up. And in when you're having your uh when you're uh, whatever not when you're in your third dimensional experience like you and i are now and the listeners mm -hmm. you can mindfully also whilst having your human experience elevate your energy body and raise up to the fourth and fifth most people most people having a human experience can raise up to the fifth dimension with relative ease right so we can raise our ener energetic resonance to that high vibrations of what's happening in the fifth dimension. And from that fifth dimensional space, we can get access to our spirit guides, our higher self source. We can get those downloads from the spiritual world. And there are, uh, you know, you hear of cases when people are very high vibe or enlightenment, you know, cases like Jesus or Buddha where they reach enlightenment and they get up into that sixth dimension. And I do understand anything higher than the sixth dimension, you're actually not in your physical form anymore. So most of us, when we are living this human experience, we're somewhere between the third, the fourth and the fifth dimension. Awesome. Thank you so much for clarifying that. I think it's really helpful because many of these terms are being kind of like talked about, but never really thoroughly explained. And I think that that sets people up to feel that it's very mysterious, unattainable, and that they're feeling separate. And the whole thing is to be like a sense of belonging community, just understanding it. And also just trying it on, see what, see what resonates with you, um, as this new information is, is becoming more prevalent. And I feel like it is less fringe coming more into the mainstream. I'm really curious for the, the human experience as we are trying to ascend in whatever way that means for us, many times we are in our own way. And I'm wondering, do you feel that those blocks are spiritual blocks or karma-based or mindset blocks that we are really in our own way mentally? 
Yeah, so it's a really good question. And I totally agree what you're saying about, you know, people talk about 3D marketing and 5D marketing, and then they don't really explain what that means. And, and I do think there is many definitions to all things. <laughs> so it's about understanding what feels true and right to you. Uh, so this is a good question. I love this question. And I do definitely think that when it comes to our ascension, which I believe literally means our energy body is able to vibrate at higher, higher levels. And in that you can have greater awareness, greater understanding, greater insight, greater downloads, greater, you know, your spiritual gifts grow, et cetera, et cetera. The biggest thing that will weigh us down from that are our own blocks. They're literally, they literally like tether us down to lower vibrations. We all have them. All of us, all of us having this human experience, unless you are enlightened, most of us are not, um, unless you know you're having this enlightened God consciousness experience, uh, we have energy blocks and those are heavy, right? And why are they heavy? It's because there's it's trauma, right? Trauma is low vibration, it's heavy. And we, we tuck it away inside of us because during the time of the trauma, we weren't able to healthfully process it because we were in a time of trauma. Yeah. Most of our trauma blocks actually come from past lifetimes. They come from past lifetimes or they come from ancestral. They come from our ancestral line. So we actually inherited them as we, as we uh, came into this experience as, as you know, we, we chose who we were gonna incarnate as. And so some of our blocks uh, come from this lifetime, but I would say probably all of your trauma blocks have a longer tail than this current experience. However, what's important, what you wanna focus on is this current experience because what's happening in our outside world in this lifetime is the thing that is gonna trigger those blocks and why that's a good thing. So something happens in your outside world that triggers fear or this or actual trauma or regret or shame or fill in the blank, any sort of painful emotion, even though it's a difficult thing that this is happening, the blessing is, or the silver lining, if you will, is it's triggering, it's enabling these blocks that are hidden away and tucked up in little pockets behind inside of us because we don't want to feel it, right? <laughs> like, who wants to feel it, right? We like it hidden away and tucked away. So when we are triggered, it's the silver lining that I call it, it's shaking the block loose mm -hmm. and it's allowing the block to come to the surface, which I, which is how I experience it. Like come, like you can imagine, it's like coming to the surface of your skin mm -hmm. so you can feel it and that is how you release it. And when you release it, energy vibrations raise, you get more aligned, you feel that more aligned, you feel more at peace, you feel more at calm, you feel more at joy. And so that's the gift you get by, you know, going through the difficulties of actually releasing the blocks, but that releasing really, them. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, that was really well explained. Absolutely. I didn't want to cut you off. Did you have more? No, I, I, I was just going to say, you know, releasing our blocks, in my humble opinion, it's like the most important thing we can do on our journey. So it's like no more important work than releasing our own blocks. I love that and uh, very well explained. And so if we have a listener that's like, I'm here for it. I want to feel more joy. I want to feel more soul alignment. 
what would you recommend for them to start to loosen those blocks, become aware of them, gently bring them to the surface? Is there a tool or technique that you found most beneficial for this work? Yes. I love this question. I love tools and I love easy tools that are easy to, to use in our life and lead to real results. So we hear a lot and learn a lot. And I did, I did life coach certification. Then I did master life coach certification. And I, I spent lo loads and loads of time on thought work, which is super important. And I would say additionally to that, I would argue, argue humbly that actually emotion work is more important. Emotion work should actually come first because our emotions always tell a truer story. I think a lot of your listeners probably know our thoughts aren't always telling us the truth, but our emotions always tell us the truth of where we are. How do you do emotion work? Which will actually also lead to our ability to release our own blocks without going to an energy healer, without you know going to the Reiki healer and just doing it up as part of a home practice. Well, I have a five-step process, which I love to teach people, which I invite listeners to incorporate as incorporate as part of their daily inner reflection period or practice. Um, and it's similar to thought work, but I think it leads with the emotions, which gives people, gives us all a more accurate read of where we really are. How do you do it? Step one is simply ask the question. Now you might, I think a lot of us go out throughout our day thinking we're neutral, right? I'm, I'm in a state of neutrality. However, when you actually slow down, sink into your body, and then ask the question, how am I really feeling? And you can ask it also this way. Is there a painful emotion inside that I haven't been wanting to address? So it's like really sinking into it. Even if you're in a state of neutrality or higher, you're just checking to see if there's something painful or some sort of resistance inside. When you really do this, I think about 99% of the time, you're gonna get some form of yes. Doesn't mean that you were in that state before you asked the question, but it's you're scanning your, your inner world to see if there's a painful emotion hiding inside. So how am I, is there a painful emotion hiding inside of me? So if you get a yes, ask, so that's step one. And if you get a yes, you go on to step two and you just say, well, what is it? What's here? Try to name the emotion if you can. I mean, we, we've been taught our whole life that, um, you know, the good children don't feel big emotions. They're quiet. They sit, you know, in the circle nicely. They don't, you know, we get rewarded for not feeling. <laughs> so this can be challenging actually naming your emotions because we've never really been taught to do it. So be, you know, give yourself compassion, understand you're learning, you're getting better at it. So what is that emotion? So maybe you feel, I think a lot of us might feel some sort of fear, or you could feel, you know, shame, rejection, stress, overwhelm. I think anytime you read the world headlines, you'll get a little bout of stress or overwhelm, right? No doubt. So try to name, yeah, doubt, separation, lack, right? I'm afraid my business isn't gonna do well. Uh, lack, right? Try to try to name what's there if you can. Two, three, four, six emotions. And once you name your emotions, almost like you go to step three. This is where the thought work comes in. Not step one, it's coming in at step three. 
because we've identified the emotions in step two, that tells us the truth of what we're, how we're really doing, right? That's, that's what we're resonating at. We resonate energetically at our emo, what, what, what emotion we're feeling or what mo- emotion is dominant. So then you go to step three and you basically are asking your emotions, what is the story that I'm telling you, my subconscious is telling you that's triggering, triggering you? Why are you being triggered? So you're trying to identify the, th- the story that's triggering the emotions. I can give you an example. I got a message this morning from my daughter's teacher. I have a five-year-old that she's had a bad day and she's uh, been difficult in her classroom today. Oh my gosh, can I just tell you that one little message and the teacher's amazing and she handled it so well, that triggered a whole host of emotions. I'm sure. Like, you know, like but, any yeah. parent's gonna understand, right? So what's, so what's the real thought? I think if I dig down deep inside and really identified like what's really triggering these emotions of like worry, uh, anxiety, um, you know, am I a good enough parent? Like, am I doing all I can for my, I mean, I think at the end of the day that I think the root thought would probably have to be something to do with, am I doing a good enough job as a mom, right? So mostly when we get into that third step, the, the thought work, you know, normally it kind of, if, if somebody else is involved, like this situation, I wasn't even involved in it, but normally it gets back to you something about you you know am i good enough am i too much uh am i worthy do i deserve it typically it gets to something about how we perceive ourselves right so then you go to step four and if you're not sure about two or three you're not sure what the emotions are you're not sure what the thought is just go with your best guess there's no wrong way to do this then you go to step four this is the important part where you just give yourself permission to feel the emotions you've identified. Imagine for a few seconds that that thought you identified in step three is 100% true. Just stop. It's so, so true. I'm not a good enough mom, right? I'm just going to imagine that's true. And then allow those emotions to come. And I'm just going to be in the feeling and expression of those emotions for about 60 to 90 seconds. That's how that's you actually releasing your block, right? We have to feel and experience and express the emotion before we can release it. So I'm in it for 60 to 90 seconds. When I feel the emotional wave starting to come down, I take some deep breaths, release, release. Ah, I'm already starting to feel better. And then after you've had a few deep breaths, you go to step five, which I invite people to go to your heart space and you tune your awareness into your heart chakra, that area at the center of your chest, because that's the highest vibrational resonance point in the energy body. And you just ask your higher self for a message of truth, which usually is going to be some sort of opposite of what that story was. You were to the trauma story you're telling yourself. So when I drop into my heart space and ask my heart, like, can you give me a message of truth and how I am as a parent? And I get you know, you're a rock star. (laughs) Your daughter's lucky to have you. This too shall pass. Uh, All is well. You know, I, I, I get the message of truth. And because I just went through and released all of those emotions that take you away from your truth, I'm now able to believe it. I'm now able to be one step closer, at least, to believing my truth, even if I'm not 100% there, right? That's beautiful. 
That is absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love it for many reasons. It is practical and it's gentle. And I feel that even sometimes the connotation that we have around the word block, sometimes we feel we need like a chisel and a hammer to really get in there to, you know, break it open. And (laughs) this process of awareness and being gentle with yourself and tuning in for the truth is just, you can feel it melting away. And, you know, you hear people talk about dissolving limiting beliefs, but you never really hear it in the way of like dissolving blocks. And so I think we have that connotation that a block is hard and it's going to be hard to go through and it's going to be like concrete. And I feel this process of you going through, and thank you for sharing a personal example, just it's like, oh, okay, so this is embodiment. This is an embodiment practice that I can do. And I love that you bring it to the fact that it can be done daily. It can be done often. You don't have to like run to a guru or go to the Himalayas or like book a (laughs) session with someone, right? You can literally just tune in to yourself. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I would love to learn a couple things. One, I know that a lot of change work is gradual. And you hear, in fact, I've said it often, like little by little, day by day, right? Like we just keep showing up for ourselves. And then I also hear on the flip side that, you know, you can be in darkness for ages. And when you strike a match, boom, you can have full illumination. And so you hear like quantum leaps. And I'm just wondering your opinion or experience with clients or with yourself, um, how much of it is this slow, steady, consistent change work and how much of it is quantum leaps, you know, shedding of skin, you'll never go backwards now that you've had this awakening? Great question. I definitely will say 100% of the time it's slow and steady wins the race. I mean, that's really the the key to any spiritual work is just small, consistent steps, small, consistent steps. You miss a day, you miss a week, you miss a year. It's okay. When you are ready and you're able, forgive yourself and just return to small, consistent steps. I think that is the coin of the realm always, always. And I also definitely, in addition to that, believe that we can experience quantum leaps. Now, I have heard some spiritual, so what is a quantum leap? I, I've i heard this definition by, I wanna give her credit, by a woman named Melanie Ann Layer. You familiar with her? I'm not she actually. Did, she's quite good. She uh, Her community is the Alpha Farm community. And uh, she, I, I really actually, uh, I, I align to a lot of her teachings. And uh, she talks about quantum leaps, which I want to give her the credit because this is really her definition where you're, uh, mm, you take a leap. Like, let's say it's in your business and all of a sudden you quadruple your income in a year. Okay. You go from making, you know, uh, you you have your first 100K year and then the next year you're having a 400K year. I would say likely you had a quantum leap. What happened there in that leap? you passed a bunch of steps. You've leapt up in your ability to income, generate income, fill programs, you know, market, you're more aligned, you're calling in the right client, 
you're getting a client who wants to pay more money. You know, all these things are happening that's enable you, enabling you to quadruple your income in a pretty short amount of time. So you've quantum leaped up in your business, especially if you're running like a soul guided spiritual business. As, as in particular, your, your, your spiritual experience has quantum leaped up. So what that means is you've skipped steps because what's growth, right? Growth is discomfort. You know, when children grow, they have growing pains. Their physical body hurts. They have like my poor daughter today at school had a bad day. She's having growing pains, right? It's hard. It's just, it's uncomfortable. And so, but yet we get through it. We learn the lessons. And when we get to the other side of it, we're taller, we're bigger, we're earning more, right? Our gifts are bigger. We're owning them from a higher perspective. So when you take a quantum leap up, you're skipping some of those growth steps. So you're actually skipping some of the growing discomfort. Yeah. So a leap is just like it's imagining you're going up a stair and instead of walking all 15 steps, you're walking like five. Yeah. Right. And you're doing it much quicker. Well, this is the point Melanie Ann Layer adds, which I think is absolutely I experienced in my own experience taking quantum leaps, which I have. You have, you can't skip the pain, unfortunately. <laughs> you do have to experience it, but you'll experience it faster and in kind of a more gentle way. So what does that mean? You get to the stop at the top of the staircase. And in my situation, after I had a quantum leap, and I've identified this a couple of times in my experience after what I think were leaps, it's almost like you create this weird uh situation for yourself like in my situation i like broke all of my rules hmm. and it's like you self-sabotage yourself in this weird way and the last time it happened to me i'm gonna tell you give you the example i was signing on a client for one of my high-end group programs it's a fifteen thousand dollar investment right and i could tell she was one foot in one foot out but i had this goal i wanted to get X many people signed up and she was, I think I wanted 10 people in and she was the 10th person and the cart was just about closing. So I broke every single rule for her to get to yes, right? And then what ended up happening was she paid a thousand dollar deposit and then she consumed a bunch of stuff in the program and then just said, that's it, I'm out. And she ghosted me and she owed me money. And I was just like, I was kind of shocked because I'd never had, you know, six years of coaching, I'd never had a client do that to me before, ever. Not mm -hmm. one. It was the first time I'd ever had a client, like, not pay what they owed me. And it was the first time I had broke all of my own rules, like, you know, pay first before you get the goods, like easy, basic stuff that you learn your first year in business. I'd broken all the rules. So I had, like, set myself up for this. And mm -hmm. it really hurt. You would think, oh, well, Allison, it's a high-end program. You almost filled it. Shouldn't you just be happy? Yes, I should have just been happy. But it really <laughs> hurt me. It really affected me that she had did this to me. And I believe it was a self-sabotage of a quantum leap catch-up that I had to that I did to myself mm -hmm. so I could actually experience some of the pain that I had just skipped as on my leap up. 
Wow, that's interesting. Thank you for sharing that. I think a lot of people are nodding their head. I think they're connecting the dots of like, oh my gosh, that's why that happened to me. So that's awesome. It's so helpful to hear the context because we're not alone and we have such shared experiences. So it's really cool to hear perspective. And I feel like it's a vulnerable space that many people don't share that. So we're really often just seeing the highlight reel of people's life and business. And this is why I love podcasting. I love authentic conversations. This show is unedited. So it's the real, you know, it's the real scenes. It's the jigs and the jags. And it's it's all of the pieces that make us who we are. And it's beautiful. So I love that. Um, you've shared so much, but we're wrapping up. So two things. One, how can people learn more about you and your world? Yes, thank you. This has been amazing, Casey. You are a great interview. You ask amazing questions. So thank you, thank you, thank you for this opportunity. I have a really cool uh, gift that people can get their hands on that's very relevant to everything we just spoke about today. And it's a guided meditation. I channeled it from source and it's an energy upgrade meditation. So wherever, however intuitive you feel, if you're like, well, I'm just new to this spiritual world or not, it's very accessible for people who are new or people who are very advanced. And basically it's just a guided meditation to help you release an energy block and raise your energy vibration. And you can grab a link to download that on my website, alisonscammell.com. Awesome. Thank you for that. I will make sure to put the link in the show notes. So it's just an easy one click for people to access that. And what would you like to leave as a departing kind of bright light words of wisdom today? Oh, that's such a good question. So my departing bright light words of wisdom are you are powerful. I think that so many of us light workers, we feel beaten down, we feel we're so small and the world is so big and the problems are so big. And what Source always tells to me, and I'm gonna share it with you, is we don't realize just how powerful we are. So you, dear listener, I want you to know that you are powerful. You have an ability to change the world, change the collective. The work you're doing is so important. So when you have your bad days, I. Trust me, I can say with all my honesty that I, I've been there with you. And, you know, we scrape up our knees, get out the ointment, get out the band-aid, put it on and wake up again and try again tomorrow. And the work you're doing is really needed, not only by the people that you're meant to serve, but by really everyone on the planet. I love that. I've got the chills. So that is absolutely truth in my book. Thank you so very much for being here. Thank you, Casey. All right, until next time, my friend, breathe joy. Well, my friend, what did you think? I hope that you took a lot of notes. I know that I did. I was really blown away when I first recorded this with Allison. And when I just re-listened to it to kind of gather the nuggets for you, I just had a whole bunch more notes and insights. I hope you did as well. I would love to hear from you. You can rate and review the show at Love the Podcast dot com slash brilliance and masha 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 84 from the u.s says five stars everything you share is hitting it right on point great insight and transparency in your message masha thank you so much thank you for taking the time to share your feedback about the show it really does mean the world to me 
If you want to rate the show or leave me a review, let me know your thoughts or even DM me on a future topic or a question that you might have that you want me to answer, connect with me. I am all over the interwebs. You can catch me on Instagram at my.coach.kc or even send me an email at kc at caseyrossi.com. I curate content and I gather guests in that I feel are really going to help you along the entrepreneurial way, help you increase your confidence, feel more connected to your community of like-minded spiritual leaders and give you the motivation to continue to show up fully for yourself and your community. So please connect with me. Let me know what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, what you don't like. I'm all ears. I'm all here for you. So again, thank you so very much for being here. And until next week, breathe joy.